Good morning, my friend. I'm Dr. Lee Warren here with you on Theology Thursday. We're going to do a little bit of self-brain surgery today. I had a long day in surgery yesterday. Man, we had a, we had a long day. I got to do a little brain surgery this morning, and then we have clinics. So it's going to be a busy day as we continue to pay the tax from the weather delays that we had in central Nebraska earlier this week. So your prayers for that. Today, I'm going to give you back something that hasn't been online for a while. I did an episode back in season five about what I call a creation story. And it's funny, as, as I play this episode a little bit from now, you're going to hear me talk about the book that I'm writing. At the time, I was writing Hope is the First Dose. But when I first started writing that book, I had tentatively called it Infinitely Happier. My original idea when I started writing the book was not hope is the first dose. It was about how we get our brains around on finding our hope and our faith and our happiness again after we've gone through these massive things. And as I prepared that book, it it evolved into what ultimately became hope is the first dose. And I still think I need to write the sort of more focused on infinitely happier idea at some point. But but the Lord reveals these things to me as, as we go. And so it ended up being Hope is the First Dose. And I'm so grateful for that book and the way it's helping people. And I hope it's helped you if you haven't read it yet. It's a treatment plan for what you do when trauma and tragedy and massive things happen in your life. How do you find your feet again? And it starts with being ready and being prepared for them. But if you're not, it gives you a place to start. And so as I was writing that book, I remembered how it felt to be standing out on the street outside the house in which our son Mitchell and his best friend were stabbed to death. And I remember having this just strong sense that something new was starting in our family. It wasn't a good thing, but it was a creation event. It was the beginning of a new life for us. It was a creation story. And I talked about that in this episode that I'm going to play you. And the reason I'm doing that is we've got several people that have written in lately that have talked about massive things that they're going through. Our friends Brad and Jill Sullivan, for example. Brad and Jill lost their teenage daughter to a glioblastoma several years ago. And they've done this amazing work around the world with the While We're Waiting podcast and this group for bereaved families. And and they've, they've helped groups around the world. They've gone to other countries and helped just help bereaved parents find their feet and their faith again. And they've done such an important work and had the great honor of being on their podcast. And I was just reaching out to them to have them on my podcast when I learned the news that Brad had been involved in a serious ATV accident. He's been in the ICU in Arkansas, had a significant head injury, and now he's in a rehab environment. And so they're going through something new. And whatever that's going to unfold and look like in the coming months, it's a new creation story for them. It's, It's something they weren't expecting, a massive thing that came along. And now, as they've done before when they lost their daughter, they're going to have to go through a new birth pain of a new creation and I'm give you this episode because I want you to, to sort of be able to start to see the troubles that you go through as not necessarily the end of what has been, but the beginning of something new. Because if we believe God's promises, if we believe that somehow God in his quantum physics creator mode can create something out of the rubble, out of the ashes of our old life and turn it out to eventually work for our good, Not that it will be a good thing, but that somehow he can grow us, mold us, shape us, train us, teach us, stretch us, reveal things to to us about ourselves that can ultimately result in our good or something good for us. If we believe that, 
then we have to see these events, these massive things. Life is never going to be the same again after the massive thing. But can it still have meaning and purpose? And if it can, and I'm telling you, as 10 years, almost 11 years now as a bereaved father, it can. It does. All the research looking at cancer survivors says that an overwhelming number of them find that they grew and changed and that the ultimate experience of them having had cancer turned out to be positive in their life. People respond to suffering sometimes by navigating their minds through it in a way that produces meaning and purpose in it, and they begin something new that turns out to have been a blessing in their life at the end. Again, not saying these massive things are good things, but if you trust in your Savior and your Creator God, He can say, hey, you just had a big bang in your life, and I'm going to create something beautiful out of it. You just have to walk with me through it. It's not a zap me up and take me out of this painful life. It's a John 10, 10, when Jesus said, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Friend, we're going to go into this creation story this morning. We're going to end it with the song that I woke up with on my heart this morning, my friend Tommy Walker's song, I Love the Lord. I struggled a little bit last night. We got a lot going on in our personal lives. I was chewing on a lot of things, and I woke up with this song in my heart. I love the Lord. He heard my voice. He heard my cry. He turned his ear. When sorrows overwhelmed me, he heard my cry. For he is good. He is good. He is good. For he is good. It's Psalm 116. It's I love the Lord. So Tommy's song, we're going to end with that, because when you're going through a creation story, you need to know where you're going to land, and you need to know what you're going to hold on to. And I'm telling you that when the massive thing happens, friend, you can hold on to him. He won't change. He won't fail. His promises turn out to be true. And even when you're going through a new creation event, you can trust that it's going to result in you finding a new way forward. And you can land on hope. You can become healthier and feel better, maybe even be happier again down the road. And this is the path forward. It's the creation story. And I'm going to give it to you right after I ask you one question. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? Well, this is the place, Self-Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. basically about this idea that it's vitally important if you are infinitely miserable, if you are in the hole, if you've lost your son, if you've something devastating has happened to you and you're as far from happiness as you can imagine, you're infinitely miserable, then 10% happier or a little bit happier through chemicals or through meditation or through yoga or something that just gets your mind off of it for a little while is not going to move the needle very much on your happiness. And Jesus said the whole reason he came here, he could have saved us, he could have just laid down his life and let Satan kill him and pay his sin and pay for, you know, our lives with his. He could have done that, but he didn't. He came here. He lived in our shoes. He learned our ways. He understood what we went through. He so, showed us a way to live without sin. And he, he paid our sins with his blood and he lived a perfect life. 
And that's why he came, right, to, to, to achieve salvation. But he could have done that in a different way. God could have rectified that by just taking the blood from him, right? So he didn't. He came here, he says in John ten ten. the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And all through the Bible, all through the Old Testament, we see the word Asher in the Hebrew. Asher means happy. All through the New Testament, we see the word Makarios, which means happy. Happy are you when you do this and that, Jesus says. Happy are you when you suffer for my name's sake. Happy, happy, happy. Not to quote Duck Dynasty. And I talked about that in the episode a couple of weeks ago about macaroni and the macarena. Those are two words that are originated from the root word in Greek, makarios, which means happy. So same word that we turned into blessed, which sounds all pious and holy, and we miss the point completely if we think about it as some spiritual thing. He's talking about us learning how to be happy. So anyway, that's the that's the gist of the book is how do we live in this hard world and still be infinitely happier and why does it matter? And it matters because we can't really survive life if you don't learn how to be happy in spite of the things that you go through. And you certainly can't help other people find Jesus if you're miserable all the time, right? So that's that's the, best, the gist of it. But in, in getting into that story, I had to go down into the hole where we lost Mitch. Because then I've seen the interview, I told you that we lost Mitch, and I told you that it really hurt, and I told you that faith and hope and light helped us find our way out of that, but I didn't tell you how we did it. I didn't tell you how the mechanics of how a person can do self-brain surgery and turn their lives around by allowing Jesus to help them be happy even when things hurt. And so in order to do that, I had to get down in that hole and rip the Band-Aid off and go back and remember a lot of the things in the first few days after Mitch died that I had tried to forget. We stuff, when we experience trauma, we stuff a lot of things down inside of us. And that's a good thing and it protects us, right? But sometimes there's value in going back and not ruminating in the pain, but to mine it for the lessons that we can learn from it and help others with it. And that's what I'm doing here. And it's been a hard couple of days, frankly. So pray for me as I go through that. I wrote about 7,000 words this weekend. So it's a really good, productive weekend. And I'm on the right track with this book. But something remarkable happened. In the first few chapters of this book, um, I talk about the fact that that we had a, a, a death and a burial and a resurrection. Our, our son died, and on, on, on a Tuesday he died, August 20th, 2013. And then on that Friday, we had a funeral for him. We didn't bury him, we cremated him, but we had a, a burial of sorts. And on the same day, our granddaughter Scarlett, our first granddaughter, was born in San Antonio. So it was some light in the darkness, but it was also devastating because our daughter Katie and her husband Nate couldn't be at the funeral because they were in San Antonio. We were in Alabama. We were all supposed to be there. So Katie was mourning and having birth at the same time. And it was just a devastating back and forth, light, dark situation. And so in the book, I'm starting the first few chapters are what I call the unholy week. And I'm using the creation story because I, when we were standing outside the house where our son died, waiting on the police to, to figure out what happened, and we were all being held outside and couldn't couldn't go in and see what was happening, it felt like I, in my mind I knew we were experiencing a creation of a new family, a new world, a new life for us. It was going to be different because Mitch wasn't going to be part of it anymore, and it was new, and it was going to be painful and cataclysmic and devastating and new. And so as I'm writing that, 
I kept being drawn back to the creation story in Genesis 1. And at the end of each day of creation, he says, and it was evening and it was morning the first day. And it was evening, it was morning the second day. And it was evening and morning the third day. And I just went through that week for us after Mitch died and I used that analogy of how the creation was happening. Well, then I got to the fourth day, which is the Friday of that week when Mitch was cremated. We had a memorial, I'm sorry, when we had a memorial service for Mitch and Scarlett was born on the same day. I got to Genesis 1, I looked at the fourth day, and guess what I found? Let me read it to you in the voice. This is not going to appear anywhere in my work, I promise you, as a man of my word. Nobody's going to hear this until this book comes out, and you're going to hear it first now, because I want you to be praying about the process of me writing it, and I really would love if you send me an email and let me know if you get what I'm talking about. Yesterday I got to day four in the creation story, and I read it in the voice, and here's what it says, lights come out. Shine in the vast expanse of heaven's sky, dividing day from night to mark the seasons, days, and years. Lights, warm the earth with your light. It happened just as God said. God fashioned the two lights, the brighter to mark the course of day, the dimmer to mark the course of night, and the divine needled night with the stars. God set them in heaven's sky to cast warm light on the earth, to rule over the day and night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that his new creation was beautiful and good. Evening gave way to morning. That was day four. Okay, friends, so get this. I'm setting this story up in the book where the thing that really gave us a little tiny glimpse that there could be hope again someday, even though it was just a seed that God planted and we didn't even see it at the time, was our granddaughter being born the day we lost our son. So you had this beauty from ashes moment. And so we had this dark day and God put a little bit of light in it to separate the darkness from the light, just to remind us that the the light was still out there. And when I saw that yesterday, it saw crystal clear exactly what God was trying to show me, that Scarlet having new birth, new life, was a little bit of grace in that moment. And it was like day four, it was day four of our new creation story. And God was separating again, like he did on the first day four, the light from the darkness. I wanted to bless you with that story. I hope, because the thing is, whatever dark moment you're having, friend, or you've been through, God will put some light in there if you just look for it. And if, you, if you're in the middle of the night, you don't have to do anything for the day to come again. It will. You just have to hang on. So don't give up, okay? Thank you for partnering with us in this podcast. Thank you for joining us to help others find that light and start looking for the places where God is separating the light from the darkness, the day four of your creation story. And do that, my friend, starting today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren Podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Hope is the First Dose. It's a treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. It's available everywhere books are sold. And I narrated the audio books. Hey, The theme music for the show is Get Up by my friend Tommy Walker, available for free at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. They are supplying worship resources for worshipers all over the world to worship the Most High God. And if you're interested in learning more, check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org. If you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer and go to my website and sign up for the newsletter Self Brain Surgery every Sunday since 2014 helping people in all 50 states and 60 plus countries around the world I'm Dr. Lee Warren and I'll talk to you soon remember friend you can't change your life 
until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. Cry. He turned his ear 
when I've called for mercy. Oh, he heard my cry. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. 